Hello, I'm Jensen Beeler. And I'm Quentin Wilson. And together we are the Two Enthusiasts Podcast. The Two Enthusiasts Podcast. A podcast for minors. No, not, 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 not minors. Not minors, but, but minors. But minors. The, for young people that like motorcycles. No, 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 no. Not those minors. The, the miners <laughs> that, that dig in the earth. That, that, that probably ride a motorcycle to their mining job on like a minor basis. Picking away. Ursa Minor. Ursa Minor, Ursa Major. Major? That's a big bear. Oh, dude, big bear. Miners with big bears? Come on, man. I don't know where you're going with this, but I don't like where it's headed. I think that's an Ursa, right? Isn't that what Ursa is? Ursa Major, yeah. It's the it's, big bear, little bear. Yeah, little yeah. bear. It's little the big bear. dipper, little dipper. Oh, uh, you're making me miss Lola. Lola. Mm-hmm. Right? I miss Lola. Little little bear. Little bear. Aw. All right, speaking of bear... We got some bear, bear facts bear coming with at people. So bear with us. <laughs> we should this this show. It'll give you pause. I'm just I'm just sorry. Jeez, oh, we're already there, huh? We're, already, we're not even we're like what? Like I have a to say that in. one every time. If it's a cat pun, it gives you pause. If it's a bear pun, it definitely gives you pause. Just if you, if you got it. a camera, it's a Kodiak moment. Oh man, you got them like all lined up. See, that's that's sad. <laughs> that's really sad. Like you need to like I don't know, like get help or something. Uh, it's yeah, I know it's, it's this is it's how I know you're gonna, you're gonna die alone. This is why I know it. <laughs> I'll be right there with you. Uh, uh, so we should, we should just full disclosure totally recorded like, well, we didn't record that's the issue. We totally yeah. went through like 10 minutes of show, real gems. There's some real diamonds in there. <laughs> totally forgot to hit the record button. So we're gonna have to start this one back up and uh, just get excited because. And I, this is, this kind of goes back to what we already recorded. I'm still a little bit coming down from the ICMA thing. I'm a little loopy. I'm a little sleep deprived. I've obviously just kind of screwed up the whole like recording a podcast thing. We've only been doing it for a year, Quentin. Yeah, but it is 11 o'clock at night and it's after a week of this, um, let's call it fuckery where you have to be up at weird. Like you literally have an opposite schedule Yeah. where you go to bed at like seven o'clock. No, you get up at like 3 p.m. Yeah, and you get up at yeah, anywhere, anywhere from seven till midnight. Yeah, I woke up. Yeah, it would kind of depend, like on on just like what my body would do. But I was my shooting for around midnight. It's gross. It's like being jet lagged without being jet lagged. Oh, so weird. I feel like I felt like The Walking Dead. Just yeah. I would. I remember. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. But I got to see the sunrise, so that was gorgeous. There's been a couple of good ones. We had a couple of good sunrises. And this you're week. reminding me that we didn't watch Walking Dead from. We need to watch the current Walking Dead. I'm not watching Walking Dead until Carl dies. Fuck. I wish we could just know that it happens. I hate that kid so it's, much. It's with a passion. And I kind of hate Rick now, too. Which one's Rick? The, the Carl's dad? dad, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how I like I identify with him kind of, but not enough to remember the name. That's weird. Yeah. Like, I've been watching that show for many years now, and I like Everyone it. Everyone just likes Daryl. Yeah, sure. Boondock the, Saints Daryl. Don't even know the actor's real name. The Boondock Saints guy. Boondock Saints guy. There, somebody did seriously because I get a lot of cat memes coming to me, a lot of cat content on my social media. Really, that's right? weird. It gives me pause. Yeah. So the um, the one where there's a cat dressed up as Daryl, and it really looks like Daryl <laughs> <laughs> with the little vest and the fucking bow and arrow, and then the hair that kind of goes off almost Hitler style. You know that that weird comb overy kind of yeah, over I know the what you're eyes. Almost, it would be like a disheveled Hitler. That's that's the, the hairstyle. And it's it, fun, funny you mentioned because I watched Valkyrie today with Tom Cruise. Yeah, sure. And they had the little, you know, does the little thing. Yeah. Who I forget, I don't know who played Hitler in that, but he did a spot on job. 
spot on Hitler. Ugh. 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 Uh, anyways. Yeah. We could very easily turn to talking nope. about politics nope. with that. No, right? we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be your salvation from the, yep. the election. I can't even get on yep. Facebook right no, now. No, it's bad. It's, it's insane. A, it's a bad deal. So we should stop about the, this is motorcycles. We're not here to talk about bullshit. We're going to talk about the politics of brap. Yeah. So, so Eichma, Eichma is, so for those that don't know, Eichma is insane. It's like, it's just insane. Um, it's hall upon hall. It's football field shaped hall, not shaped football field sized hall after football field set like seven or eight of them. I, I like that you're trying to describe it because that's literally what we did. In the last I know. Show. Like that's, now that's you I'm, know. Now you know. Like, now I know. And it. I'm and I'm trying to uh, accelerate so we could get to talking about the bikes instead yeah, of talking about. We ended up talking about Jackeranians and in the when what we didn't and it was good content no it was not all right let's get let's get let's back get, to it get back to eichma motorcycles just get into the bikes yeah so so what was the bike of the show for you i think the bike of the show that still has my imagination is the ktm seven something or other the 790 duke the duke which is really horrible for me because it's a parallel twin so i'm like ah i'm that so was, conflicted that was like the thing i was really curious to see what yeah, your reaction it looks was so gonna good. be to that it just looks really good though everything about it uh, it's still just a non-industrialized concept but it's obviously pretty deep it's like when they did the super duke it looks close enough and then what they do once they industrialize it and make it for production it'll be close enough and it looks pretty rad i like the, the exhaust i like some of the details that probably wouldn't make it to production but uh some of the the sculpting on the like say the tail section there's some really cool details that i love and it just looks light it's very minimalistic it's like what a street fighter should be just just essential motorcycle two wheels engine and some kind of cool bodywork and go brap kick stands up yeah, you know, KTM is pretty good at keeping their prototype concepts, prototype concepts, prototypes and concepts. One of those. Um, proto content? Proto, protocepts. KTM is pretty good at keeping their prototypes and their concepts pretty close to what's going to come out. Yeah. You know, like the... Yeah, there's gonna be certain things where you just look at like that's not gonna be DOT or that's yeah, not sure. gonna fly. They're never but, gonna get away with that, right? Um, but they do they do a pretty good job. And so I, I have some faith. What I'm be really curious to see is what sort of crankshaft setup they're gonna do for the parallel twin. Is it gonna be a two seventy? Are they gonna kind of follow down the uh, path with the old Husqvarna Nuda, which was a three fifteen degree crank? 315. Isn't that weird? That's what time school got out in Texas when I was a kid. 315. We were 305. Huh. Yeah. Sorry you had to go to school for extra 10 minutes. Yeah, right? It's horrible. 305. That seems like that's a... It's the weirdest thing, That's right? a V8 out of... Yeah, I was right. It can't be at 3 o'clock. It's got to be 305. Um, so 315 crank. Ah, I whatever that's it's just a quote-unquote cross plane at that stage it's not a 180 or 360 degree crank right right i mean i mean i'm just speculating i'd be it'd be interesting to see what they do at that point everything can be uh, follow kind of like the trend with the 270 i think they should make it a some... twingle it should be a 360 degree crank or no yeah 360 degrees so both big ends at the same spot and then all both of them firing at the same time big bang that'd be weird it is weird. That'd be weird. I can't remember which British bike had that. It was either a Triumph or a BSA or, I mean, talk about a paint shaker. 
that I mean, big flywheel, big counterweights on the crank, and it would still like rock you like a hurricane. Good vibrations. Not, not a Honda hurricane, but like a hurricane. Hurricane. So, um, yeah, I doubt that they would ever do that. That's horrible. That's, no, that's, yeah. that'll just break engine cables. That's probably that's probably crazy talk, but interesting to see parallel yep. twin. I'm gonna be really curious to see if the 690 Duke goes away, or if this is gonna be something that sits in between the 690 and the 1290. The 1290 obviously having a 1301cc V twin engine. Um, I wonder how sales are because they don't seem hot. Well, that's the thing that's hard because we're the we're best. in the United States where KTM just doesn't have a street presence, and KTM USA is very, uh, let's say, timid on bringing bikes into the U.S. for for sale. They want to well, see. Well, are they timid or is their dealer network? Because the dealer network is scared shitless of these bikes because they've been languishing. Street bikes have languished. I'm sure it's a, a lot little of bit dealers. of both. Yeah. For um, years, since since the mid-2000s when they really started digging into more than just a Duke, right? A 600 Duke, 640 or whatever, the original Dukes, those were passable. Yeah. Right? They, they could understand that. They could get behind it. It was still a single. It was still basically a dirt bike with 17-inch wheels. The the KTM dealers might not have necessarily liked the weirdos that were coming in to buy them, but they were passable. Then you got into the 950 Adventure, and then the Super Duke, and the the bigger street bikes were coming. Then the RC8. Now fucking no, it's a super bike, right? So they were confounded. A lot of the dealers were confounded by it, and it struggled. Well, you got to understand too. Like some of these KTM dealers are just like they're just kind of out in the the boonies where dirt bikes sell well, but the street bikes just don't. Sure. So it's it's a tough thing, and and KTM is definitely trying to wrap its its head around its U.S. Wrap dealership. its head around. <laughs> wrap its head around. Uh, it's it's uh it's dealer network and how to make that work. But um, I mean, it's a bitchin' looking bike. I saw it and I was like, sign me up, just take my money. Yeah, you know, I'm a sucker for bikes like that. I'm a sucker for middleweight, just naked street hooning. Yeah, sure, that know, would still monsters. be good. Uh, in track form, right? Yeah, it'd be fun on the track. I think it'd be fun on the street. And you know me, I'd put TKC to 80s on it, and it looks like it it has enough ground clearance where you could do some uh, mild off-roading. It really does. I mean, I'm not even kidding. It's kind of funny how how I look at it like that now. I'm like, hmm, mm. I could do all kinds of stuff with that bike. So stupid. But that was cool. The 390 Duke. 390 Duke got a little bit of a face way, but I, I yeah. have to say the last few years of Duke's very depressingly bad-looking motorcycles. The 690 Duke. Just doesn't the, the styling just doesn't work for me at all. They look horrible. So it's a little tough. It's a little tough. I've I, I've always was a big fan of the twelve ninety when it first came out, and I really like the redesign they did. Um, that they debuted at uh, debuted debuted at Eichmann this year. I really like that. I didn't really see it. Is it that much different? Oh, with the split headlight. Yeah, it's got that. It's got that kind of uh, uh, kendo helmet thing going on bisected headlight yeah it's 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 permeating through the entire kind of ktm street range right now we saw it with the uh 1290 adventure r we've seen it in the 390 duke we're seeing it on the 1290 duke it's just kind of into everything i i think the 690 duke next year we'll probably get it to be honest um but it's an led headlight it looks it looks good and it's, then they updated different. some sort of a display, like the TF. They went everything to everything got TFTs, which they needed badly. Like there's some good, solid updates going on for the 390 Duke and the 1290 Super Duke R. Um, so I'm happy to see that as, as someone that's kind of like uh, a fan of the brand and what they've been doing lately, and 
where they're pushing into. I like it. I like the bikes are they're coming up with. I like the bikes or like the updates that they're bringing to their bikes. I just wish, you know, uh, we kind of just had a better presence here in the U.S. for them because it's just they're they're bitching bikes. I like bitching bikes. I'm a fan of bitching bikes. Aren't we all? Yeah. All right. So KTM now to let's do another acronym BMW. BMW. What'd you like from BMW? I rarely like anything from BMW. Did anything strike you this year though? Um, ah, the carbon frame thing is intriguing because it's a different way to do a car, you know, Ducati with the super Legere doing carbon frame and BMW simultaneously saying, Hey, we got this carbon frame. So you're talking about the BMW HP four race, which, race. which was given like a footnote in BMW's presentation. It was really, it was just like, Oh, it was like a one more thing. It was like Steve jobs in just like, Oh, one more thing. We built this super bike for carbon frame and carbon wheels and it looks bitch and here it is. We're and not going to tell do you. Do they have a price for it? Is it going to be available? They literally did not say anything. They literally said in the presentation, "Here's the bike. We're not going to say anything more about it." That was like almost verbatim what the dude man said. And all we know Interesting. is it'll be it'll be a production bike. It'll be hand-built, very limited numbers. It'll come out in the second half of 2017. I'm thinking almost like fall winterish 20 and it looks just like another hp4 but with it, carbon bodywork right. and a carbon frame carbon frame carbon wheels and i i don't know about you but like i almost felt bad from bmw because yeah i mean they got super legered they got super legered hard so so for those that don't know like usually like honda yamaha ducati and mv release all their stuff on monday the day before eichma starts like eichma really just should just start on monday i don't know why they take that day off but they do. Um, so BMW unveiled its stuff on Tuesday morning. So the Superleger had been already in the space for like, I don't know, 16 hours or whatever it was. And it's kind of hard to like look at the Superleger and look at like the crazy, super well done carbon fiber frame, carbon wheels and all the, 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 the carbon jizzgasm that's going on with that bike. And then kind of look at like the HP4 race, which didn't quite look as good. It, like it lost something in a way. Like I felt bad for BMW because I can just you can just see like the guys in Berlin were like, oh yeah, this is gonna blow minds. This is gonna be uh, the talk of the show. And then like they show up and like, are you serious? Really? I wish I knew some more German so I could make some sort of a uh, some sort of a pun there, right? Because I know for us it would be like there's something going on. It's like Schadenfreude. Well, I'm seeing this with BMW like. <laughs> I'm laughing. That's Schadenfreude. Yeah, right. You're taking pleasure so, from other people's pain. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's some sort of a Schadenfreude, and then you know, Sigmund Freud. Something in there. I got it. I'm just very bummed that I don't know German. We should uh, have our friends, our uh, German friends, our German friends, the mayors. Uh, so um, that for me, you see it, and like, nah. that that's the difference between. I I truly believe that the Superleggera, in the concept of Panigale. That was at about the time that they were developing that bike was when they had a carbon frame MotoGP bike. And I feel that that frame is made to be carbon. Whereas the BMW, that is the most ridiculous use of carbon to make a frame that convoluted and shitty just just to say I made a carbon frame. Well, it's funny. That's the thing. Like, you know, they, they did a really funny thing of showing just the frame itself. And you look at it and you're like, that looks exactly like the twin spar aluminum frame. Like you took your your aluminum design and just made it out of carbon fiber. Now, to be fair, fair carbon, fi carbon fiber is a very tunable 
uh, material. You can make that work in a lot of different ways, but it was just, you're right. It, it's like, hey, we built it in aluminum and then we just, we're just replacing it with carbon. Instead is, of making it where, I don't know, maybe a monocoque or something that it, it did more than one job. So it was an air box or part of the fuel tank or something, anything, but just making it like that. But I understand it because they just want to bolt the same other bits to it. You bolt the engine in, you bolt the fuel tank onto that and you bolt the subframe and boom, there it is. And we already have all those parts. And, but for me, it just kind of was like sad trombone. Yeah. You just feel bad because I think any other year uh, of Eichmann show and that would have been a huge freaking deal and we would have lost our minds. And instead we're just kind of like, but once it comes out and people are ripping and tearing on it, I bet it'll... Oh, it's going to be a bitchin' bike. Yeah, I bet it'll... It's going to be a bitchin' bike. Uh, I was talking to a colleague on um, Twitter about it, and we were, you know, they were kind of complaining, and I was like, how spoiled are we? Like, yeah, we're, oh... It's horrible. Oh, I don't like the carbon fiber bike that came uh, out. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's, it's pretty It's pretty bitchin'. It's pretty sweet. Um, the S1000RR is no slouch of a machine. This is only going to make it better. Uh, and very tricky, very cool. I've always been a really big fan of the HP4 and the, the fact that they were building those. So I'm stoked for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's just hard. Like it's definitely a second fiddle kind of thing. All right, let's talk about the other fiddles. So you you want to um, talk about the Super Are we just gonna move? Just, just no, we gotta right we gotta diddle with fiddles. Let's fiddle diddle diddle fiddles on the BMW side. We gotta keep with the BMW. You want you want you want to stay with Bavarian? Yep, All Bavarian. Right. Motor we need work. to talk about the g310 gs yep so a little mini gs little baby gs i want to put it in my pocket and feed an m&m every day <laughs> looks good it looks really good i was kind of i was kind of worried because i don't really like the way the g310r which is the street bike yeah version of this platform it's a 313 cc single cylinder made in india i think tvs is doing that yep Yep, TVS. TVS. Okay. TVS is the number four manufacturer in volume. So it's like Bajaj. Baj- uh, I believe in I believe Tata. in India it's Honda, Hero, Bajaj, mm. TVS. Okay, so they're making this this engine. They had it in a street bike form in Europe. Yeah, we'll be getting the U.S. as well. Really? Um, I don't think I've never seen one. I don't think I've seen one. Yet. I don't know if they're available on dealers. That they might be. It might be like the Scrambler where like it. It was announced last year, and it just kind of just now kind of showing up. Okay. All right. Whichever uh, way, they're trying to make a smaller, and there's a few of the manufacturers, Honda. Um, everyone now yeah, has got a, a horse a, in this race. A small adventure bike, which kind of makes sense some, in some ways. It's weird, yeah. So Honda came out with the 250 Rally at, at the ICMA show this year, although that's been shown as a concept and a, and a sure. prototype for quite some time. Uh, Suzuki came out with a V-Strom 250. Uh, Kawasaki came out with a Versus 350. The uh, I'm trying to think. The uh, Ducati came out with a Multistrada 950. That's that's yeah. that's not quite. No, no, that, I'm, that, I'm trying. That really doesn't hard. equate. We just can't not talk about. It's like 450 yeah. pounds. It's, it's not the same thing. I think it's more than that. Yeah, it's a lot. It did, no, it's not. It's not any lighter. That's the thing. That's it's like, what I'm no, saying. it's a pound lighter. It's 501 or something like that. Yeah, no, that's why I say it's. She's good. a big girl. Yeah. Um, still, there, well, you say big girl, but that's still light in the class. It's like how, how light is a Triumph 800? We're going to have to look this up. 
right? So Triumph 800 or the BMW 800? I'm just curious. I'm sure it's close, but they can't be that much lighter, right? So anyway, get get back to talking about the 310. You want, you want me to vamp while you do that? Vamp. Yeah, yeah that's you, an issue. you need to vamp. Vamp it up. Uh, you know, it's a good-looking bike. I, I, I was really pleasantly surprised when... when um, well, we saw some spy photos before it came out, but obviously when they took the wraps off of it at Milan, it looks good. I mean, it's a bike I would totally be stoked to be riding. I don't quite know how to wrap my head around it. I don't know if this is a bike that's going to fit the the hardcore adventure guys that have been saying, hey, we want lighter, smaller, more nimble adventure bikes. I don't think that's this machine. But I do think it's a smart move from BMW in the sense that um, it's it's an entry point machine. It's a, it's a bike for for new motorcyclists or for young motorcyclists um, into the BMW brand via their best selling segment. The GS brand or sub brand, I should say, is the best selling part of BMW. The R twelve hundred GS line is the best selling line in BMW. The R twelve hundred GS itself is the best selling bike in BMW. So here's a little pocket version of it. Like, why wouldn't you have like a an entry level version of your best selling bike? It just kind of makes sense when you start thinking about it. And so here we is, and it looks just like a baby R1200 GS. So I think they were really smart from the way they they put that together. Would we'll be curious to see what pricing looks like, but the G310R was priced very well uh, in the markets it came out in, and yeah, you know. Good on, good on you for making it BMW. I'm, I'm pretty stoked by it. I don't know if it like is going to keep me up at night. And I was, I wasn't super excited when I saw it. Like, oh my god, I gotta like change my pants now. But it's smart. It's really smart, and it's really well executed. And yeah, what do you got for me? Over All there? right, so vamp done. Uh, the fucking pro is what that was. So we were talking about the Ducati 950 Multistrada. We're you want we're looking for weights on the Tiger 800. Yep, and then the so the Tiger 800 is claimed 473 wet, pretty light. It's pretty light, and the um, that's probably why it's a really good bike. Yep, sure. And the uh, BMW is 505 wet. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, the Ducati. Like that's a, the F 800. Yeah, GS, which is really a 650. No. Oh, that's the one that actually is an 800. I think so. God, so messed up. Uh, they're assholes. This, yeah. Nothing but a bunch of assholes do that. Oh, is a single? 650? No, 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 no. We have a 650 single, no, yeah. but it's not this one. It's an 800. This is, this is, this is actually what they... Ba- that The same motor, the parallel twin, that had a zero-degree crank that they based the Nuda off of, the Nuda 900. They punched it out to 900, and then they gave it a 315 crank. Just fun fact. Okay, I've been I've been like in a nuda kick lately. I don't know if you noticed. Like I'll I'm kind of like that up. I don't remember what the nuda the, is. It, it, it lived a very short life and never came to the U.S. It was right at that point in time when um, BMW sold it to KTM, and so it was using that BMW power plant. This is the same. This is the same generation as my crazy supermoto. You know, so it's oh, got I a know. BMW motor in there, and it's all weird. Um, and it is a neat looking bike. It's a cool looking bike. Um, it, it wasn't flawless, but, uh, you know, something different. I, I would have rocked the, the snot out of one. Rockin' snot. Okay. Snot and rockin'. Snot rockets. So, um, BMW back. Sorry, we're, we went on a little little off off tangent on the Shocking. adventure bike, mid, mid-range adventure bike weights. Can't wait. Uh, GS got a, a bit of 
updates had some winglets and some bold new graphics frames blue yeah the euro ford it they got a rally version now though i kind of think is it's like a good cross between the gs and the gsa yep um it it looks i'm always bizarrely drawn to that bike for the way it looks i don't know why tens of thousands of people are yeah you know i mean yeah i'm I'm right there with the the tragedy of the the comments i guess it's it's the same people like big gnarly four-wheel drive it's the same type of deal it just looks burly and i feel like a man yeah maybe maybe there's some testosterone yeah. going on there yeah or just cool i mean i don't know no, there's I mean, plenty of people with estrogen that like them too they're right? good bikes they're good bikes Panties like you, you, drop. you can't you can't say that they're not good bikes i wonder if seriously i will have to talk to some female listeners are, are is a bmw gs panty dropper right i don't know and I, I, I wonder if there's ever been a point where somebody's like, oh, yeah, a dude pulls up on one of those. It's on, right? I, I don't know. You oh, can see yeah. it. You can understand it if it's a super bike. I want to go ride that dentist. <laughs> All the way to Starbucks. He's going to do my taxes, and then he's going to do me. <laughs> Oh baby! Oh, I'll return some. I'll do. I'll get some tax returns going yeah. on with this oh, one. Yeah, right. Crunch those numbers. <laughs> I got your balance sheet right here. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the GS is yeah whatever. That's that seems cool. Uh, the the weird one is the GS the faux GS. Um, the urban GS. The it's the BMW. Is that what they're calling it? R ninety. Urban GS. They should have called it the fucking post-heritage GS. Just, it's it's the, why not, let's just build another one GS. I was really excited about this bike when it, when the, I know, the, the, idea the was concept was coming out and we knew, we you know, Asphalt and Rubber was lucky to get the story saying that it was going to become a uh, production bike. And I was like the, because it was based off the Lock Rose concept, which looked good. And then like it kind of, it lost something in translation from from concept to production which will happen but i just i just don't get it no it's it's it for me it looks like a big scrambler and i'm like bmw you already have a big scrambler based on the exact same platform i know this because you called it scrambler and i'm just like where is this fitting in the lineup and like the knobby tires are in the like the the crash guard stuff is all optional equipment so like when you get it just base model it's not that urban gse like i just i don't know i don't know who's gonna buy that thing uh, oh so i bet all kinds will that's the problem but that that it's it's just a faux gs yeah yeah and the r9t platform i guess maybe it could be off-road a bill but i doubt it and it's kind of antithetical to the to what that original GS. The, so it evokes for those who don't haven't seen it yet. It looks like an early mid eighties GS, like yeah. the original. And and to be fair, that motor is pretty much the same motor that was like. Yeah, but it's portly and uh, the frame's big, and I mean those bikes were light and uh, light and tight. Yeah, I wouldn't call it tight, but <laughs> whatever. They were cooler than that. Yeah. And so seeing that, I thought there was going to be, it was just going to be longer travel suspension, like legitimate. What I thought it was going to be like was the desert sled. Yes. So I think we can move away from the BMWs, right? I think we're done with the Vizing, right? Yeah. Let's segue into the desert sled, which uh, is my personal fave of, of all of it. I mean, I like that KTM that intrigued me, but it's not a, this is the bike that I would purchase. Desert sled for me is definitely 
top three bikes coming out at Eichma. Definitely could see one in my garage. Um, definitely want to go to that press launch and just rip and tear. Looking forward to it. Kind the, of and the reason why is because I think it's priced right. It's eleven four. We were so, talking about this before the show. I think it's priced a little high. You might you might be able to persuade me though. I'm starting to come around. It's not on bad, it. dude. I mean, uh, that payment won't be that much. It's got fairly good equipment on it. It's not it's not trick. It's not like that Honda um, Enduro concept. It's not got Olins and shit on it. Now, I get it. That's but that's what I'm saying for a 800 cc air cooled twin with long travel suspension, 19 inch front wheel. They took, and, and people <clears> should understand, it's not just like, oh, it's the scrambler with longer suspension. No, new frame. The, new frame. Reinforced frame. I assume it's sure. just thicker walling on the tubes. No, if you see, there's some bracing and Is there? extra tube shit going on. It's okay. wicked. It's it's good because everybody knows that if you take a current scrambler and jump it even four inches off the ground, it will uh, yield the engine cases. They're not made to, to jump. In fact, it's it's critical that you don't jump those things. They break. They're not made for off-road. They look it, but that's it. So that's always been kind of a, eh, for for those of us in it, we're kind of like, yeah, that's kind of lame. You make a scrambler, yet you can't really scramble with it. Give me a break. Yeah. But the thing is that it overcomes it because it's so good at what it does as a street bike. It's general functionality is is fantastic but this is like the mic drop ducati finally making an off-road bike for the first time really since the kajiva elephant era right this is what i feel i feel for for purists this is what ducati should have come out with in the in the beginning in the beginning yeah sure but but it's here now and it, it looks really good i really like it in the white with the gold wheels although i could easily be talked into the red version um mine will have black wheels but whatever right whatevs i'll paint but that shit up it looks really good i think they 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 hit the the nail on the head with with that and i think i think they're gonna see some good response from people i think that's gonna be a seller yep everybody's and, excited about it yeah and hopefully that then entices ducati more into the dual sport more into the off-road realm and then, maybe they'll make a single Right, now a supermono. You're talking silly. And then once we do that, we're only just a heartbeat away from a nice supermoto. Nah. That's what I was telling Claudia. Like, make me a nice little supermoto. Which is funny because I guess like one of his first projects at Ducati was to make a supermoto bike. I don't think it came it got too far into the the process of it all, but huh. just, just fun, just fun factoid out there. Yeah, wouldn't you love to see those design sketches? Yeah. I would that 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 would be something to really if you wanted to dig into Ducati and have a good story it would be like Claudio please let's go over boarded bikes right boy would I love for people to see the two-wheel drive 916 like you know that is a cool thing the Olin's hydraulic oh yeah two-wheel drive yeah. system I mean I've gotten to see it I've gotten to look at it and that's so neat but it's it sits in the catacombs at Ducati's factory and nobody, nobody gets to see it. It's just neat. The fact that they would try it, the fact that they did that. Okay, they decided it doesn't work well enough for them. They're not going to implement that. But it's a fucking 916 with an with an Olin's two wheel drive unit on it. It's really cool. So anyway, that type of thing that would be cool for Ducati to do that. Now though, they've got Desert Sled. They got the Super Legera. Do we want to dig into the Super Legera? Sure. I think you have to because I think I think for a lot of people the Super Legera is the bike of the Eichma show. Bikema. 
the uh, and and it's always funny they uh the i don't know who's really in charge of this some it's gotta be just like the old boys club of italy but they they declare like a bike of show like best in oh, show sure and it is i don't think it's ever yeah not been an italian bike i know i'm i know it has i'm trying to think which bike it was maybe but the, it's rare it's so rare. I think I think it was the R1 when it, I, don't, I don't even know if the R1 was it. I think like the 95 the 959 came out at the same time the new R1 came out 2015. Maybe. Maybe. There's been a few where you sit there and you're like, "Really? Th- that bike? Mamma mia. That bike? Oh, it's weird that it's an Italian bike. Like it always goes to Italian. I think it's fair to say though that the Ducati 1299 Superleggera is the bike of Eichmann 2016. Um, I mean it's it's 215 horsepower uh what was it 167 kilos wet 162 kilos wet with the uh race kit on 220 horsepower with the race kit on i mean just insane ball numbers carbon fiber chassis carbon fiber swing arm carbon fiber wheels carbon fiber bodywork titanium magnesium uh, just you you name it like the best the, of the, the best. best the best yeah it, it's it's an amazing machine and 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 i think people get really crappy about at least i've seen people getting really crappy about how much it costs and all these things and like it's carbon for carbon's sake i'm just like let's just take a moment to appreciate the fact that this bike exists and it's the same thing with the hp4 like like you don't see manufacturers building bikes like this right now no one's willing to take that chance no one's going to come out there and say hey I'm going to make a limited production, homologated for street use, Euro 4 machine that makes 215 horsepower and weighs next to nothing. 330 pounds dry. Insane balls. Yeah. You just have to like, I don't even care if you're a Ducati fan or not. I know like we're like totally like the Kool-Aid drinkers. Yeah, like we're sure. like, we're like Kool-Aid peddlers really on this show. Yeah, sure. But I, I, you have to give Ducati credit for building something like this again. Yeah, or or one upping the already exemplary right. superleggera with the carbon frame. I mean that takes uh, cojones to to make that to industrialize carbon. For I mean this is the first for a production bike to have a carbon frame. So bitching and uh, and a lot of people poo poo. And we talked about it on the last podcast. The poo poo. The well, the carbon frame didn't work in MotoGP. And I say BS. That was it. Yeah, you know. I don't think. I don't. I mean, just to, to rehash real quick. You can't take Ducati's problems in MotoGP and just say it was the carbon fiber frame. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Because it's just there's there's too yep. many there's way too many variables. Obviously, when they switched to an aluminum frame, they still had a lot of issues. Yep, there's a lot going on there. Sure. Um, now car- that, that being said, I think that the issues they had in MotoGP, especially with when Valentino Rossi was a part of Ducati Corsa, did a lot to maybe uh, taint and sway people's opinions of the Panigale. And 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 we see it trickling into the carbon fiber frame with the Superleggera. Yeah. Um. So you know, perception of course is always real. So there, that's that's interesting. But yeah, this bike, it looks really good. Yep. Uh, I think it's late to the pants party. <laughs> All right. What else we got? The um, the cafe racer. Cafe racer. Blah. Yeah. Got nothing for that. It's uh, a scrambler with seventeen inch wheels. I'm just like I'm just sitting there. It's like it looks just like all the other bikes. Yeah, it, it should have been like a catalog option. Well, that that's the frustrating thing. Um, we have three at at Motocorsa right now. We have three or four scrambler builds going on simultaneous, like 
custom builds, which are really fun for these customers. Customer builds, yeah. Okay, sorry. No, yeah. For I didn't customers. know if you guys were just making no, 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 no. Yeah, that, absolutely. There. You know, good point. They are for customers that have said one of them is straight up making a desert sled, like you know, full on TKC eighties and a bunch of other stuff. I th- I think the bikes total cost like if you added the bike and and all the stuff that the person has bought close to twenty thousand dollars that's an expensive scrambler yeah but it's going to be his scrambler right he doesn't necessarily want a desert sled to go actually desert sled me i want a desert sled i'm taking it to china hat that's the first thing i do i'm going to ride that off road that would be fun this person wants the aesthetic and is building and he's having a blast right so because he's having a blast with it and we're having a blast the the well it's not easy because you're dealing with um paint and parts and some parts fit with other parts and if you buy multiple aftermarket parts sometimes they don't jive well so it's a really cool thing to see that then we got other ones that are cafe racer style um that's the fun is the the art to taking the thing that is a scrambler and turning it into the other stuff I got it with the desert sled because it has to happen because otherwise the bikes can't do the off-road. They just can't. They, they, they break. Whereas the, uh, the Cafe Racer, it's like, well, just sell a kit with handlebars and sell, seat. and Sell 17-inch wheels. And and 70, the, whatever. Yeah. So I, I, I have nothing for it other than that. I, and I don't even think it looks that good. I think no. it's gawky and gross, but the whole Cafe Racer thing is, as I'm you so and I done. have talked, yeah. it's, I'm over it. I'm done. So done. It's horrible. So, so done. So we can be done with that. Soda, so done. Soda, done. Um, the Super Sport suffered a little bit from already having been out. So, right? That, that was intermodded. It was intermodded, although uh, my good friends at Motifier were uh, eagle-eyed this year. They realized that Ducati actually changed the Super Sport from Intermot to Eichmo. Yeah. The, one of the body panels, I think the belly pan, it's not, it's not really a belly pan, but the lower, one of the lower panels, I don't Fairings. know how to describe it. It's all, I think it's all one piece, if you know what I mean, but like there's like a like a protrusion. It was black and intermont and now it's color color painted. Uh, yeah. Which and is that, interesting. That happens all the time with the pre-pro stuff and that's why yeah. they're... And I'm pretty sure, like truth be told, I'm pretty sure some specs changed from Monday to Thursday. Uh, on the Ducati website as well, I've seen a couple weights for the Super Sport. No, just on just I can't even remember which bike it was, but someone's mentioning it, and I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I got that right when it came out on Monday, and now it's different. Like, there's some numbers that are changing and things like that, and not surprised, not surprising. It's very uh, amateur. No, I was gonna try fluid? and like I was gonna try. It's it's very Italian. Things are very fluidic. Yes, yeah. yeah. Fluidic. Fluidic. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. I like to be fluidic. Fluidic. I'm trying to think of a pun. Can't do it. Let's move on. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the rest of the line, I'm, I'm glad to see the, the air-cooled monster. Yep, 797. 797. It, it got an extra number Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to get updated. Sure. Um, Priced really well. It'll be, I'm looking at my pricing sheet. Where is it? nine three yeah that's amazing that's not bad no not at all i think that's gonna do really well um the monster 1200 line got a a nice a nice update uh claudia was trying to say they got updated so much that they considered a new bike i say it's just an update don't try and bs me but yeah good good strong update good 
I think a, a little... lot of the stuff from the R model made its way onto the standard yeah. 1200, um, including the the foot pegs. The rear foot pegs were a really big problem, where they uh, they were part of the rear set for your passenger. So the the passenger pegs were part of the rear set that the rider's feet would be on, and it made your heel push out. It's yeah. really it reminds ugly me. It reminded me of like the Street Fighter where like the right foot peg didn't have a good clearance yeah. for your heel with the exhaust and so you get like this weird it, that's how riding the monster felt for me as well. well so. Now it has clearance. Better. Clearance. Clearance. That's clearance. Good. clearance. Um, it's your Victor Vector. Well, that's the dyslexia talking. <laughs> yeah, when, I get, when I get sleepy Victor I get a little. Vector Vector yeah. Victor. Yeah. When I get a little sleepy the dyslexia comes out. Yeah. Dyslexia. Um the uh so there is an r but the 1200 has all kinds of shit on it like it ha i believe it has the blipping downshift yeah and yeah. it has wheelie control it wheelie does it wheelie does and it uh but it's a thousand bucks more i should say and we glossed over this on the super Legera, the electronics package is pretty bitching because they added an imu yeah which I'll be curious to see if that makes its way on the normal twelve nine nine. Yeah, because it's it, a it's a six axis instead of a five. Yeah, and they're so they're doing the quartering ABS, but they're also doing uh, wheel spin and slide control, which can be tuned independently. Ooh, which is pretty cool. I can't fathom it. Well, I mean, it's like the R one. The R one's got something very similar. Well, it was one of the first rad. places to do it. I did notice that the the shift sensor. When the first Panigale came out in 2012, there was a, a, a an area um, near the 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 front sprocket on the engine that had obviously a place for a thing to be bolted to. I can't remember if the last Superleggera has this. Um, it's I think it's a gear position sensor. I can't remember something though that that is something about the gear of the transmission be, that tells the bike what gear it's in, which can change how things get done right yeah. whether it be uh, in the algorithm you would think speed would be able to tell you but well that knows? could be i mean that too could be something that they just put there so the engine case could be homologated for superbike because sure. superbike needs something but the like super that Legera has it yeah and i saw the little in a close-up it has the little unit bolted oh, yeah. to it which uh -huh. is a cool thing um yeah everything about that bike's rad everything yeah it's just cool it's just cool to see that that trickling and the, the other part of it was the the cornering ABS, they redevised the algorithm so it would work on the racetrack better. So yep. I think they're saying now the cornering ABS will go to the full lean angle of the the Superleggera, which you is go like give it a go at the press launch. Just try. Yeah, it. you know, I'll just go throw the uh, I'll just grab a fistful of brakes on an eighty thousand dollar bike. Brap, be that guy. reverse brap. Um, Nine fifty Multistrada. We talked briefly about it earlier. I think it's fantastic. A lot really? of people are. I could not care less. Um, what was the price point on that bike? Price point, I want to say it's like thirteen ish. Yeah. So Hold for thirteen on. grand, you fourteen grand. Sir. Fourteen. All right. So here's fourteen the for the red, fourteen two for the white. The uh, Ducati's missing a huge sector here. That's eight hundred. These smaller, this middleweight adventure yeah, bike, that, which that, I feel like the nine fifty just misses. Well, I and I disagree. I think there, it is bad that it's heavy. It's it not, weighs the same. Yep, it's bad. It might uh, as well just weigh the same. But my point earlier was that the the weight of the twelve hundred is so good that it puts it. It's fine. It's, it's right there with the the BMW. To me, that, and, to me, that feels like phoning it in. 
It's like, hey, we did such a great job with the twelve hundred. We just we can just phone it in with the nine fifty, and it'll still yeah. be it'll be okay. It'll be fine. And that's it I needs agree. to be it needs to be hyper motard, but better. Nah, screw it. They've got the tooling set up. They they can already make multi stratas, and they can already make nine three nine engines. You might as well put these two great tastes together, right? And then if it's so so, what if it's heavy? relative to a hyperstrata it doesn't matter it's well it's, it kills me too that it looks the same like i just i just feel like it looks i feel like it's just too much of the same i'm yeah, like at that I point i'd be that. like why am i just not buying uh the 1200 and the answer of course is because it costs like six grand more yeah but you know just kind of like i don't know it needed a different look it needed something to to get it there to for jensen me. you up yeah i don't mind I'm not it sold I, the only thing that I would well, here's the deal: you spend fourteen grand instead of twenty six. I think is what an enduro is. No, twenty twenty three. Well, it depends which enduro we're talking about. Uh, base model MTS twelve hundred enduro is twenty one three in the red. If you want to get like the touring version or whatever, that's twenty three five. That's a lot. I mean, so that's a shit ton of money. So Don't get me 23, wrong. So 23.5 down to 14. So $9,500 cheaper. I would buy spoked wheels. Get the spoked wheels from the from the big boy. Put them on that bike. There's not much else you have to do. It's, you know, get some bags. So maybe some crash protection. And then you got a fucking rad off-road machine and then you have don't have to worry about that stupid 160 horsepower bullshit engine. I don't I just don't get it. I don't like that any longer. I don't. You don't need it. Whereas the the you don't no, need it off road, but once you get on the street and you're touring and you're trying to pass no, like a big rig no, truck at eight thousand feet, no, I, yeah. I I disagree. Riding that enduro no. around at four thousand feet in in Central Oregon, just destroying the knobby for it was stupid. It's just stupid. Ripping and tearing. Hundred and ten horsepower is all you would ever need. All that reminds me of um, this is this is a geek moment when the. Uh, Oh, I forget which Mac it was, but they're like 10 megabytes of, of random access memory is all you're ever going to need. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So I'm excited by it. Am I like super excited? No. Do I think it's the best thing since sliced bread? Nah. Did they miss the mark a little bit possibly with weight, but it, it needed to be filled. Uh, that area needed to be filled. And nah. I think for Ducati, I do, I do think that area needed to be filled. This bike doesn't do it for me. Fair enough. We'll have to agree to to disagree. Um, sure, um, but but what we can agree on, if you if you will allow me to switch gears in the enduro realm, we got to talk about this Honda Africa Twin enduro sports concept. So I'm already excited by the Honda Africa Twin as they've been shipping. They look right. cool. I've a few right. of them have come by the shop. They're they're sweet bikes. I'm waiting for one to get traded in because I kind of want it. Really, uh, this looks like a race version. Does that mean I'm gonna have to like, you know, like? take another wayward bike of yours into my garage oh god if you only knew <laughs> we're gonna have to start i'm gonna have to sell my car we just then that that blows it open we can put like 20 more bikes in there yeah for sure if i could park my van back there we could just use the van as garage space as well um so i like this that looks rad they obviously did a great job of, of you know it's, you put a terminoni on anything it looks cool so here's here's a honda really, concept that's, bike. that's my least favorite part oh, i love it oh termies are such shitty exhausts let's just be really honest well, not really they really are though Some, sometimes they can be but that looks rad <sighs> that looks like straight out of like the 90s or 80s yeah it's okay 
All right, you're you're all up for it. I am all about the nineties and eighties. I'm an Akrapovich man. I think Akrapovich exhaust looks bitching. I was looking at an SD Project exhaust the other day. It looked bitching. And I look at like some of the termies. I got a, I got two termies in my garage right now. And I look at them like, me, yeah. The one on my hyper looks better than the one on my Street Fighter. The one on my Street Fighter man, it has some gnarly welds. That just look. It looks yeah. like how I would weld it. Yeah. And I've never welded anything in sure. my life before. Looks like a miner welded it. It looked like a miner was just in there with his little hands that dig in the earth. <laughs> we'll let you figure out which kind of miner I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, so I think uh, I think that concept's great, and I doubt that they would ever bring anything like that to production. No, yeah, because cool. it's it's made by Honda Motor Europe. Oh, and and Honda Motor Europe has made some bitchin' yeah. concepts. They sure. always have something bitchin' at Intermont and Eichma for us. And they do great jobs and they never see the light of day. And then the ones that usually come out like at the Tokyo Motor Show, those are the ones that, that end up eventually becoming production yeah, bikes. Sure. Like the the CRF 250 Rally, yeah. which finally, finally came out. Similar to the BMW in that it has a fairing, but it's a small bike that's a dirt bike, but yeah. it has a fairing. Again, part of me is like, oh, is that big enough to do that type of a thing? But part of me was like, go rip and tear on it. See what it's like. Yeah, I'll be curious. I don't know how many people are going to be doing a lot of ripping and tearing with it. But I think it's like we were, we were seeing a lot of guys in the comments section. They're like, just put a 450 motor in that thing, please. And let me let me do what I want to do on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll ever it'll ever happen, but we'll see. Yep. The Honda CBR thousand base model, which I was I was really happy to see. I've been really poopy about Honda lately, but I was really happy to see that a lot of the stuff from the SP made it into the base model. The SP is basically just going to be. I don't even think it's wheels. I think the wheels are the same. I think it's just suspension, brakes, paint. So the titanium fuel tank is the same. Yeah, awesome. Same power, pretty much the same weight. Um, same electronics. That was a really important thing. Yeah, sure. So that's. I mean, I'd be. I'm very curious to see where that bike gets priced at. Um, but that was good to see. I'm, I'm. I was happy to see that from Honda. It still doesn't really blow my hair back. No, but it's not horrible. No, 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 no. Definitely worth with a mention. What was really interesting to see was the Honda X ADV scooter. I don't think I've ever been more excited about a scooter before. That's very difficult for me to be excited by a scooter. Yeah, you're kind of a scooter hater. I am not kind of. It's a thing. Okay, like like what would you say you're a bigger hater on? Scooters or Mark Marquez? Hmm. Scooters, easily. Yeah? Yeah, Mark Marquez is has turned into an annoyance. If you said scooters or Lorenzo, that would be a tough one. This could be like an interesting game of like, yeah, Mary fuck. It'd kill. be, yeah, right. So for me, it's speed bumps, scooters, VW bugs. What's wrong with bugs? Horrible. I own a bug. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's awesome. It's a great bike. That bike, oh, that, that great bike. Oh my God. I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, yours is a drop top, right? Convertible. Yeah. Yeah. This, the, the, uh, Cherry red passes because of the convertible. You can't deny how cute that is. I'm not I gonna just, lie, that thing slays it. I, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a trim puller. I just hate bug. They think they. No, sound. I mean like like it's gonna be a death trap. It's gonna kill me. Oh, it, really? Like the brakes are horrible, and it's just well. But if it got apart. fixed, it'd be cute. I hate the way no, they no, no, sound. No, like just just even in 100 working order, that car is a death trap. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Good sorry time. to hear that. 
Well, that's one reason I hate them, right? Um, but it looks awesome. Yeah, sure. Those that, those are those are those are things I don't like. Okay. Jorge so so then so then you got to tell me your thoughts on the X80V. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah sorry. I mean, I'm uh, whatever. I I wouldn't hate on somebody for for owning it. Fun fact though, it weighs more than the Honda Africa Twin. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's a little ridiculous. When I saw that, I was like, "You've got to be shitting me." Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Weird, um, weird center of gravity scooters. Yeah, I'm doing it off road. Eh, whatever. Not not into it. That NC750 platform is a little weird too. Um, <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's stupid. It's, it's horrible. It, I might. I rode the um, the NM4. Which is that like a Kira, the Batmobile? The Batmobile. Yeah, sure. yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of ways you could describe the NM4. It's just weird. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. It's the same platform. It's same motor, especially with the DCT. It's it's weird. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to ride it. I think it could be fun. I'm intrigued by it a lot. I think it's an interesting um, kind of concept from Honda. Honda likes to like kind of like chimera these motorcycles together sometimes and you i said chimera yeah wow yeah that's good i no. might have like like a little like i don't know what time zone i'm in and the dyslexia is kicking on that's not a but business i'm gonna bring school. i'm gonna chimera bring some. isn't a business school one is it no 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 that's just diehard nerd greco-roman tragedy fan right here yeah 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 i don't remember what the chimera was half one half the other I'm trying to like what animals it was. Yeah. It's like three different animals. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head okay. right now. A, a lion. You're not lying. Uh, uh, a witch in a wardrobe. No, that's something else. Witch wardrobe? Witch. You ain't lying. <laughs> just, just fucking with me at this point, aren't you? <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Look, a lot, of, a lot of people stoked about it in the comments section. A lot of people buzzing about it. Did a lot of traffic on it. Um, people are excited about this thing. And I think, I think it's one of those machines that, you know, us living here in Portland, we're probably not going to quite get if we kind of lived out in the countryside or we lived in a cute little like Italian village, it might be a bitching thing. I I mean, I think different strokes for different folks. Sure. So I would not hate on somebody for owning one. Um, no. Yeah. I think I, that one, like you get a pass. That's yeah. like you're like you're one. All right. There's a few scooters. One of them yeah. is an, an Italojet Dragster. If you ever seen one of those, that's a rad scooter. What? I don't even know what this is. An Italojet Dragster. Drag- wow, it's like popped right up on Google. I didn't have to type it in. That is a weird looking. It's weird rad. Looking thing, Single man. side swing arm front. Sweet. What? I have a friend with one that's pretty cool. Marty, who used to work at Moto Sis, the machinist Marty. He likes to party. Doesn't want to hurt nobody. He uh, he had one of those. It was cool. <laughs> uh, they got all these custom versions of it oh, out yeah. there too, man. Yeah, it's, it's like the T Max where someone's giving me shit for posting about the T Max and like I think they've sold like six hundred thousand of them. Yeah, that's bizarre. It is the the maxi scooter of Europe and Japan. Like there is such a strong customization tuning yeah, sure. realm for this scooter, and that was the funny thing watching the Yamaha Facebook live thing they weren't sitting there being like show me the new r6 show me the new concept they were all sitting there going like show me the new t-max every comment was like where's this t-max i want to see my t-max t-max for life yeah they love them over there i know they love them sure it's like a land yacht well it's it's because they're they're 
necessary transportation. They're not just a toy. That's these things are used for transportation. Well, they're used for transportation. You have to also you have to also understand like like the differences in culture there. Like the story I like to to, to tell, and I think I've said it before on the podcast. When I lived in Italy, I lived like right where I was right near the high school. And like, you know, in American high school, you'd have like your car yeah. and you go and, you know, like Friday night, you take your, your Chiquita banana up to, you know, make out point, And then you go, what do they call it? Parking. You go parking. Yeah. Well, the parking version of Italy is you get on the back of the scooter and you go to like wherever you're going to go and you like sit on like the scooter in like the super awkward way and you make out on the scooter. And the grande. Yeah. And like that's, that was like literally where my apartment was in Italy. It was, it was the parking spot for the guys on the scooters. And you just see like, you know, 15, 16 year old couples sitting on the scooter. Cause if you had a scooter and you were 15, like if you're a 15 year old boy with a scooter, get it. That was like having like an American muscle car in high school. Like yeah. you were the cool guy. Your parents must have loved you a lot more than all the other kids. Sure. Um, so it's just really weird. So like, yeah, like I can I can totally see why the T Max would be a big deal. We just don't get it over here. Yeah, sorry. Um, to stay on the the scooter theme, um, Vespa electric, electrica. Yeah, my Italian's failing me. Vespa is finally going to produce an electric scooter, which I think is a really big deal. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Electric powertrains make a lot of sense in a scooter format. We've obviously seen a lot of other brands do it. So it's cool to see, uh, Vespa as a brand jumping onto that bandwagon. And their press release was really interesting because it talked almost exclusively about like this responsibility to the environment and, you know, how many scooters are sold worldwide, how many scooters Vespa sold and this, like this idea that we need to leave like the world a better place for our children. So we're going to come out with an electric scooter. It sounds like it's more of a concept than a production yeah, sure. bike because they have they were like we're going to team up with like a top tier drivetrain provider and you're like oh so you guys haven't figured oh, this out yet no yeah. yeah you're you're still like you know farting in the wind but they're shooting for this time next year having the bike come out or the scooter come out hmm. so um, it looks it's got that classic Vespa design and I think they're going to sell a boat ton of them boat ton a boat ton like a metric boat ton. Boat tons. I don't, right. I don't know how many boat tons to like the shit ton. Yeah, but I like boat ton. Boat ton. It's, it works. Like yeah. we're gonna make that a thing. It'd be it's like total it'd boat be ton. like that'd be like hashtag kickstands up hashtag boat ton boat ton hashtag minor or minor. And the it would the meme would be Have you ever seen the picture of the shipping ship shipping shipping ships? Yes, that would be it. I've never seen anything like that. And it was like, that's, but, boat, that's a boat ton, right? But you there. see, that's the a thing. shipping ship, shipping, shipping ships. That, 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 that's wrong. That meme's wrong. Do you, cause do you know what the definition, the definition of a ship and like, oh. the, the difference between a ship oh, and a boat? Oh, you got some nautical, but nice oh. advice here. <laughs> How do you do this? <laughs> Who are you? Well, dude, nautical, but nice. That's a, that's a, that's like a pun's pun. That's like really base, base level pun. That's like right? wheelhouse pun. Like you have to have that one always in your back yeah, pocket. That's a given. Absolutely. You get on a boat. That's like the first thing you, you drop. You see what I did there, right? All right. So, <laughs> oh man. And I'm really tired. Like right now I'm starting to, like I'm, I'm trying to stay up, right? We, we're, we're late. It's late. Do it for the Gipper. Yeah. Right. I'm doing it for the Gipper. Good old Gipper. Ugh, that's politics again, and it's the bad taste, bad taste, gipper taste. Uh, so ship, shipping ships, shipping, shipping ships. What's Why is that wrong? A ship so is a... A, sh- a boat is any vessel that can be put onto a ship. You cannot put a ship onto something else. A ship, is it's too large, if that makes sense. You can put a boat on a ship, but you can't put a ship on a boat. And you can't put a ship on a ship. 
Ah. You can put a boat on a boat, but you can't put a ship on a boat. Huh. Well, seeing those those ships on a ship, it looks like ships to me. Though you're saying the only thing and there's a one ship shipping boating Pinnacle boats. Ship. That's one ship shipping boating boats. Yeah. I don't know, man. It doesn't sound as good. No, it doesn't, doesn't. work. You should look this look this meme up. You'll 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 be very happy. You'll be you'll actually wonder how the hell that works because it's a it's a thing. It's it's a exercise in physics and buoyancy that I I love to understand. Right. It sinks and then it comes under and it lifts. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Some some smart some smart people were involved with that probably. Yeah. Sure. Um, moving on. I don't know how we haven't talked about the stuff from Husqvarna. Because we're saving the best for last. Hopefully this is last. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I we're rounding we're rounding third base. And I'm sorry if Which I you am, have no idea what that means because you don't know anything about ball and stick sports. No, I don't. Third base. I if, do. I go hard on the paint, and when I go to third base, am I going hard <laughs> into the paint? Yes. Why not? What about the talcum powder? Is that what they use? What do they put on the on the? What is the white shit that they that they put onto the? What the, sport do you think you're talking about? Basketball. <laughs> I, I don't think at any point in basketball is talcum powder used in a public space. Uh, oh well, yeah, it would be definitely used in the private. I mean, space, maybe. Though. I mean, I don't know. That's that's like personal preference level. Yeah. Sure. Um, don't want sweaty balls. I mean, pine tar. Use pine tar on the baseball bat to make it stick. You got the chalk line. Yeah, that's chalk. It's chalk. Chalk it up to me not knowing anything about sports. <laughs> uh, God, it's so gross. Uh, <clears throat> all right, you're such a conundrum. <laughs> I, I know, right? So you know what I am? I'm a vilt pin in the ass. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Vilt pinlin. Vilt pinlin. How do you say it? Vilt Pilin? There's no, there, you got an extra L in there. Vit. Vit. Pilin. Pilin, which is the exceedingly cool, one of the exceedingly well, cool. So, so, so that's like, that's becoming a whole line. So, you, so before Eichmann, we saw the Vit Pilin 401, which is based on the KTM 390 Duke chassis. And we also saw the Vit Pilin 701, which is based off the KTM 690 chassis. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously at, uh, um, this year's Eichma show, like one of the most beautiful bikes to come out was the Husqvarna Vitplin 401 Aero, which is like this kind of neo-retro cafe racer type bike. And all of these are. They all are neo-retro. They're not post-heritage well, or post-authentic. Well, that's what I really like about them. Yeah, they actually are kind of, they look futuristic. But they're a naked bike that's sporty, so it's a that's a cafe roaster in, yeah. in a lot of people. This one though looks like a, say you took a Ducati Sport Classic with a fairing that made and, and made it look modern. It looks really cool. It's 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 really refreshing because I'm so I'm so done with the post authentic just <clears throat> bullshit. Like every bike just kind of starts looking the same, and I think um, I think the guys at Kiska, the guys and girls at Kiska, did a really good job at taking kind of something that was out there and and evolving it. And, and Kiska is a design firm that Husqvarna uses. So so and KTM. And KTM. Um they're one of the largest clients. So um they're based right there uh outside Salzburg in, in Austria. They work hand in hand. Oh and these aren't concepts. A couple of these are gonna well, make make the production. So, so right? the 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 Vitpolin four oh one, which is the uh white arrow. Yeah. And the Svartpolin 401, which is the black arrow, which looks more like a scrambler, and the Vitplin looks more like a cafe racer. Yep. Those are production bikes. 
We've seen those for a while now. We known they were going to be production bikes for almost the entire year. They're finally out. They're finally it. They look really close to what the concepts look like. So I think that bodes really well for them. Yeah. Um, 390 platform. So they're, they're small bikes. Uh, I'm sure we'll see them in the, in the USA though. And then hopefully soon, um, probably next year, we'll see the Vitplin 701 come out finally as a production bike, which I, which I'm personally really excited about. Cause that's, that's kind of more my wheelhouse. Again, it's a middleweight naked bike. I'm a sucker for it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that they showed was this this arrow concept, which I think looks great. I'm not even like a big you know, I mean, you know how shitty I am about cafe racing. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm looking at this going like that looks great. Um, but then again, like I'm Scandinavian, like Scandinavian kind of inspired design is going to speak to me. I like my minimalist lines, I like my my solid colors. Like it just it hits all the right you know nails on the head for me. But easily easily one of the most beautiful bikes to come out of the show and that's why it's like so funny when like those eichmann guys come around and they're like best in show i'm like i think you can make a great argument that this was one of the best looking bikes at the show there's a really neat detail with this with the silver arrow is that what they're calling it now the the white arrow white white arrow the vipolin wait if you look at it from the side view the front fender and the headlight have a, a line the, the the same line that goes from the headlight straight down the front fender and the the fender is cut Kind of at a weird, uh, in a weird spot, and then the uh, cut line for you're both talking of- about the arrow, the the Vitplin 401 arrow. Yeah, not the the production bike, which is the Vitplin 401. Fair enough. Okay, but just the- want to clarify that because okay. if people are going to go and look at these photos, they're yep. going to be looking at the wrong thing. And the picture as of a bike that's either silverish white or white, and then it has this cut, and the cut is then uh, uh, painted with a bright yellow, and it's just really cool design feature means nothing not functional and normally i don't like that type of shit i usually like form uh to follow function but in this case it's just a really because uh, frankly there's too many different uh, bikes that all look the same in this space and I, I like seeing something that's different and this is definitely different i don't know it does it have a kickstand that's the question you know i'm sure i'm sure the the, the guys at kiska they'll 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 put a kickstand on it for you yeah sure because i i would want to put it up i'm at that stage where i want to put the kickstands up you want to put the kickstand up i do want to put you're gonna the you're gonna you're gonna i'm fading so bad you're gonna tap out i am you're so weak i am you're, you're, you've been like on like a normal sleep schedule just nine to five Ugh. in it you're weak i'm fucked that's right. I, I hate it, but I think we've covered a lot of bikes. We, we did. We got through. I think we got through everything of of note. Of note, yeah. Uh, there's we might need to do some cleanup next week. Yeah, there's there's obviously a lot of bikes came out at Eichmann. There's a lot of things that you could still talk about. Um, definitely go to Asphalt Rubber. Go through the pages. Um, if you click on the Eichma tag, you'll see uh, all the bikes that came out. But you want to click on the ads before you well, click, click on the ad. Click on the ads. Well, first you should click on the photo, which will just take you to the photo instead of the article. Right? And, and then that you come way back it, and, and then you and click on an ad and then like buy some tires from Bridgestone or whatever. And, yep. then, and then come back. Get a Daneasy suit. Yeah, get like three because you yep. can't have too many sure. uh, Daneasy suits. And then um, who else is advertising on there right now? I think we had Bell Helmets and uh, someone else. I think I saw a Honda ad earlier. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. What's this one? LS2 helmets is on there right now. Huh? Who knows? Right. Um, good talk. See good you talk. out there. Later.
Um, I Plenty think, of places to put a kickstand down. I was going to say there's going to be a, 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 a kickstand, um, what do you call that, breakout session before the show starts, <laughs> you know, like a, like a seminar, how to. Different types of kickstands. The, the different kinds of stickstands and the, the, the different orientations you can put them in. Uh, I think I'm, I think, I think, I think it'll be fun. Okay. 